as we venture into the murky waters of everything you've been told never to bring up at holiday dinner. You'll need a guide, someone you can trust, a battle-tested, common-sense leader who knows that an extra pair of dry socks just might save your life. That wise old sage has arrived, and he is shouting the Schmidt Show battle cry. Schmidt heads unite! Good morning. Good afternoon. Depending on where you are at in the country or in the world, listening to the Schmidt Show podcast, time appropriate greetings, whatever that may be for you. I'm Brad Schmidt. I am your host. Thanks for joining me. Good morning, Dave. As we already seeing some comments being posted on the uh, Schmidt Show podcast on Facebook Live. We are, of course, on the uh, the interwebs in all kinds of places, and uh, we would appreciate your uh, interaction with the show. So, good morning. We are going to be talking this morning about the invention of lying. We're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the Michael Cohen hearings. We're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the underlying issues as it relates to the Michael Cohen thing, right? Michael Cohen and his testimony before Congress last week was the, you know, was the, the, uh, the big story. It was all over the news all week long. He testified behind closed doors. I believe it was on Wednesday. Then I think he did some public, uh, hearings or open hearings on Thursday and then some more behind closed doors. Hey, Elijah, nice to see you here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part of the show. Um, the um, the underlying discussion, though, as it relates to Michael Cohen, is more than just his testimony. It's more than what he has been saying um, in the meetings. There is a there's an underlying issue that we need to address in all of this. There's of course a lot of questions that come up. Why should we believe Cohen? Um, and even if we do believe him. Um, we can't obviously forget about the fact that he um, was a pathological liar throughout his entire career. He went to work for um, President Trump, I believe, in 2006 is the nearest I could tell from the timeline. Um, so this guy has been um, an obsessive compulsive liar for the last at least 13 years, and my guess is probably even prior to that. He's actually being sentenced, was it, what was he sentenced to, three years in prison for for the, uh, for the lying to the IRS and some other things. Honestly, the stuff that he was convicted of had nothing to do with Donald Trump. It was his own, uh, you know, like I said, I think it was lying to the IRS for back taxes or whatever the, the thing was. But, I mean, at this point, honestly, who cares? The guy's a, a pathological liar, and he's going to jail. And and he's going to jail because of his pathological lying. So even if we do believe that he's telling the truth now, that he suddenly got a conscience and began to start telling the truth all of a sudden, that that needs to be understood. Um, I've got my notebook here. Um, the left and their interest in Michael Cohen is also important. We need to keep in mind that the left's um, interest in Michael Cohen has nothing to do with getting to the bottom of things, getting to the truth of the matter or the situation or anything like that. The whole point of Michael Cohen's testimony for the left 
is to attack Donald Trump. This guy does not care about the truth in any way, shape, or form. We have no evidence that anything in his past or his history has anything to do with telling the truth. And the left has no interest in what he's actually saying. Because if he came out and were to testify that Donald Trump is pure as the driven snow and has been the, the, the poster child for honesty and discretion and integrity, the left would not care one iota what Michael Cohen has to say. The only thing the Democrats in Congress, the Democrats in the Senate, the only thing they care about is using Michael Cohen's testimony to attack President Trump. Now, that is the, essentially, Michael Cohen is the definition of a useful idiot. Like, that's, that's the only reason they care anything about what he has to say. And... Michael Cohen's career is over. He's been disbarred. He'll likely never, ever be able to get his his uh, license to practice law reinstated. I, I'm not an attorney, so I don't know how all of that works. But likely never, ever practice law ever again. He'll get out of jail in a few years, and he'll probably be a, a, um, a legal uh, scholar or a legal commentator on... One of the news shows, one of the cable news stations, you know, CNN or MSNBC or Fox News will pick him up and, and they'll pay him a, a, a high dollar consultant fee or whatever. So don't worry about Michael Cohen. He's not going to go broke. He's going to spend his three years in some fluffy minimum security prison. And when he gets out, he'll get his consultant fee or he'll write a book or it'll be, you know, all of the, the dirty secrets that he'll he'll write his story on about Donald Trump or whatever. I mean, so don't worry about Michael Cohen. He's going to be just fine. But with that being said, this idea that the left has any concern or care about getting to the truth is laughable. Michael Cohen cares nothing about the truth, and neither does the left. They don't care what he has to say unless it's attacking President Trump. Now, after saying that, I I want to be clear. I've never been a huge Trump supporter. I've never been a raucous shoot shouting and hooting and hollering, get on the Trump train kind of Trump supporter. I was a Ted Cruz guy. I, I said very early on, we had two much better options to run for the presidency of the United States than Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. But for whatever reason, the American people decided to pick the two most corrupt and unethical people that they could choose for the presidency. You had, you had Jim Webb on the Democrat side who would have actually been a pretty good candidate. And had he been the candidate over Donald Trump, I'd have probably voted for him because he's a rational, logical human being and he seems to be, at least on the surface, an ethical and uh, uh, a man of integrity. So that being said i'm not this isn't about oh we got to defend trump at all costs we got to we got to we got to protect the the dear leader this has nothing to do with kissing donald trump's behind or making donald trump the you know the savior of humanity that's not at all what this is about this has everything to do with acknowledging the underlying discussion as it relates to the Michael Cohen story, the Donald Trump story, the, the, the Russian collusion stuff and all of that. It has nothing to do at all with getting to the truth. And the other thing that we need to be aware of, the other thing we need to keep in mind is that 
this idea that the the you if you watch the news so, shows and you watch whether it's CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or or any of the other I mean pick one the online ones the network ones the 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 independent stuff if you watch any of these people they absolutely lose their minds over the fact Donald Trump's a liar Donald Trump's a liar Donald Trump lied Donald Trump lied everybody around Donald Trump lied right that's the that's the underlying theme, and and if you ask the average Joe citizen on a, on the street on a, in a man on the street kind of interview type of situation, you grab ten people, nine out of ten of them would think that Donald Trump has lied about anything and everything for his entire life. Now, that's not necessarily inaccurate. I'm not even going to question that. But the idea that that Donald Trump is the first politician to ever lie. Like, are we really that surprised? Are we really taken aback and shocked by the idea that Donald Trump and some of his colleagues and other politicians and other, you know, members of leadership within governmental organizations are liars? Like, I mean, or or some scumbag attorney, some sort of fixer attorney is is not entirely truthful about everything he's ever been involved in? I mean, are we really that naive? Are we really that that um surprised to find out that that these politicians have lied? Now again, I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that yeah, it's fine that Donald Trump lied and everything's great and we shouldn't even worry about it. We shouldn't be upset about any of this. But the truth is this is not a surprise. Nobody was ever shocked by the fact that Donald Trump and some of his associates and colleagues lied about things. Like, it amazes me to hear the left just absolutely lose their minds about Donald Trump lied about this or Donald Trump lied about that or or Michael Cohen lied about this or that or, or you know, I, I mean, pick one. It, James Comey or... Any of the other actors in this whole discussion, like you go back to all the way back to the 2016 election, whether it's Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump or or uh, what's the guy from New Jersey, the the governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, or any of these others. Like, I mean, if 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 you're a an American citizen and you're surprised that politicians have lied. If you're surprised that politicians and politicals of of any ilk, or whether it's it's some bureaucratic uh, general or governor or congressman or senator or attorney, if you're surprised that they've lied about stuff, you've got other issues that you need to probably deal with. the The fact of the matter is, human beings lie. Now, again. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that that's okay, that that's somehow acceptable. Like we should just ignore it and we should put set it aside and say, ah, they all lie. It's no big deal. It is a big deal. I get that. It, and, and we need to be aware that it is a big deal and we need to address it as it is a big deal. But let's not sit here and pretend that up until 2016, when Donald Trump became president, that politicians and attorneys and politicos and, and bureaucrats never lied. Like somehow all of a sudden, oh, oh no, a politician lied. What are we going to do? The world is going to come to an end. Really? 
Like that's like th- that's what amazes me about all of the coverage with whether it's Cohen or or any of these other guys, Paul Manafort or or what was the what the general? I can't even think of his name. I'm so wound up about this at this point. Like like if you're genuinely surprised that these people have have told lies and and you believe or or you you want to believe or whatever it is that this is a new thing that Hillary Clinton never lied that Bill Clinton never lied that George Bush never lied that that the the other Bush never lied or that you know Reagan Carter Johnson Nixon Kennedy Eisenhower, I mean, how far back do you want to go? Like, if if you really think that all of a sudden that when 2016 hit and on January 20th, Donald Trump was inaugurated and became the president, that all of a sudden everybody started lying and up until that point, everybody else was pure as the driven snow. You have, you have, you've, I mean, you can't be that delusional. Right. And and like I said, what amazes me about it, whether it's whether it's Rachel Maddow or or Wolf Blitzer or Shepard Smith or whoever. I mean, you watch any of these guys, they, they their their heads just about explode when there's a revelation that some politician or bureaucrat may have lied at some point. How dare these people go out and, and, and lie about stuff? This is such a travesty. The American people need to have the truth. Yeah, they do. But, like, really? You're going to sit there and pretend that your your great savior, Hillary Clinton, or the the underdog of Bernie Sanders never never told a, a lie or, or misinformed anybody about anything? That, that Barack Obama... When he said, "You, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan." When when Barack Obama said, knowing full well, with absolute knowledge and forethought, that he was lying when he said, "We will save you twenty five hundred dollars a year or more on your premiums." Like that, like that. That's not. That's not something that that hit your radar. You didn't realize that that was a lie. So anyway, all of that to say, we need to be very careful in the way we approach the the hearings, the investigations, the the constant on and on and on and on probes that are being launched against the president and the presidency and all of his colleagues and all that kind of stuff. Look, again, I, be, I want to be very clear about this. I was not a Donald Trump supporter. I didn't even vote for the guy. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I didn't vote for Trump, though. I voted for, I can't even remember, honestly. It was, it was um, I don't know, it was, it was the Constitution Party guy. I can't even remember his name. But he, he seemed like a genuinely good dude. I had the, the pleasure of interviewing him. He seemed like an ethical and honest and, and fair uh, individual who, who was trustworthy and even though I knew he was not going to win, um, I just felt like my conscience couldn't allow me to vote for Donald Trump. And my conscience certainly couldn't allow me to vote for Hillary Clinton. So I didn't vote for Donald Trump. So this isn't about me trying to defend 
the dear leader, right? This isn't about me trying to to somehow pretend that Donald Trump is the greatest thing that's ever happened to this country. That has nothing to do with it. This is about let's at least step back and take an honest look at the idea that politicians by nature, for some reason, lie as often as they possibly can. And sometimes even when they don't need to. And that is really the underlying issue. And and here's here's why they lie. And and this is more about us the voter than it is about them the politician. They lie because they know that in order to get elected, they have to tell you what you want to hear. They know that they have to tell you the the things that you want to believe. When Donald Trump promised that he was going to build the wall, he knew that that was going to be a near impossible task. And when he said that Mexico was going to pay for it, he knew that that was never going to happen. He absolutely knew 100% that, he, that, that Mexico was never going to cut the United States a check to pay for the building of a wall between Mexico and the U.S. Now, one could argue that that was some sort of um, that was some sort of of hyperbole, and that what he was speaking about is you know through trade deficits or or you know you know loss in foreign aid or whatever it was that he that's how Mexico is going to pay for it. And I suppose it's a fair enough argument, but. The truth is Donald Trump knew 100% that that he was never ever going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. But he made the promise anyway because he knew that in order to get elected you wanted to hear him say those sorts of things. You wanted to hear him say that we were going to build a wall, that we were going to stop illegal immigration, that we were going to stop the flow of drugs across the southern border, we were going to stop human trafficking. We were, you wanted him to say those things. Because if Donald Trump had come out and said, I'm going to do my best to build a wall, but it's also got to get through Congress who are going to hate me and they're not going to want to get things done. And they like the status quo and they like the way things are. So I'm going to try, but chances are I'm going to fail. Chances are I'm not going to get the wall built. And and I'd love it if Mexico could pay for the wall. But the truth is Mexico doesn't want to pay for the wall because Mexico doesn't want a wall because Mexico loves the fact that there's there's a free flow of illegal aliens in the United States who are then sending money back to Mexico and boosting our economy at absolutely no cost to us. So we don't want to have anything to do with building a wall. If Donald Trump had said those things, he would have never gotten elected and we would have had Hillary Clinton as president. So stop demanding. If you want to stop politicians from lying, one of the things that you need to do is stop demanding unreasonable things from politicians. Stop asking for free college. Stop asking for free health care. Stop asking for free food. Stop asking for free everything. Take responsibility for your life and go out and get the things done that you need to get done for your family. Get the things done that you need to get done for your community 
for your schools, for your churches, for your local businesses, for your friends, whatever you need to do to get those things done and stop depending on the government and demanding that the politicians offer you all of that stuff. And guess what? They'll quit offering it. Demand that your politicians go to Congress, go to the Senate, go to the White House, go to the Supreme Court or wherever it is that they go. Now, obviously, we don't vote for Supreme Court, but you get the point. Demand that they simply follow the Constitution with honesty and integrity. Think about what is best for your country instead of about what is best for you personally. And the politicians will stop lying to appease you and give you everything you want, knowing full well that they're never going to give it to you anyway. Knowing that they only need to promise it until November when they get elected. Then come after November, all they got to do is start raising money so they can get reelected again next time. So they can promise you something else that you demanded and promise you something else that you're never going to get. That you want free cell phones or free whatever it is that you want free and go out and do it yourself. Because if the politicians don't have to promise you anything to get elected, they won't promise you anything to get elected. But if all they have to do is promise you that they're going to live with integrity and live with honesty and do the right thing and get their job done and, and limit the size and scope of federal government and limit the things that the government is involved in. That's what they'll promise you. The reason politicians demand all the things that they demand is because you, or the reason the politicians promise all the things that they promise is because you demand it. I don't want my government to do anything for me. The only thing I want the government to do for me is what it is specifically laid out in the Constitution to do. Beyond that, get out of the way and let me live my life. And that's not a libertarian mindset. Like here's like people ask me sometimes, you know, what is up with the, you know, the libertarian? What's your view on libertarian mindset? What, you know, whether it's legalizing marijuana or a libertarian acknowledgement of this, that, or the other topic. The problem I have with libertarianism is libertarianism often leads to, or the end of libertarianism is essentially anarchy. It, it is the, the the core ideology of of libertarianism is if people are just left alone to live their lives, they will do the right thing. Well, if you look back through history and the history of humanity, there is nothing anywhere in human history that tells you that if people are left alone without structure, without law, without organization, without leadership, without you know, ethical and honest rulers and leaders. There's nothing about human history that says that if we're left alone, we'll just do the right thing. Everything in history says human beings are evil and do evil things and will continue to do evil things unless they are acted upon by an outside force. And that outside force now I'm a Christian. I follow and believe in what the Bible teaches and all that kind of stuff. And it's interesting to me that if you read back through the Bible, it actually tells us this, you know, 6,000 years ago, 8,000 years ago, the Bible said, Hey, this is humanity. They're bad. They do bad things. We need 
someone to keep us in line. We need a set of rules to keep us from going off the rails. That's not a surprise to anyone anyone that follows humanity. And my cousin Phil, hey Phil, um, posted in a comment, sinners do what sinners will do. Right? I mean, human beings lie. Human beings lie all the time. And human beings do evil things. So anyway, back to all of this discussion with Michael Cohen, with the the leadership of the left in the House, in the Senate, with the president, with with all of this. If we as citizens stop demanding unreasonable expectations from our politicians, if we stop demanding free everything, if we stop demanding um, that I get mine before the rest of the world gets theirs, politicians will stop promising us those things. Now, that being said, we all know that that's never going to happen, right? We all know that that's never going to happen. But here's the mentality that you should have. As a, as a guy who's been doing this politics thing for several years and following politics as closely as I can for the last several years, most of my adult life, one of the things that I've noticed is that we as a citizenry need to simply take responsibility for ourselves. And in doing so, we eliminate the need for government intervention. And by eliminating the need for government intervention, we take away the power of the government. And, and that can actually be done fairly easily. Right? People talk about, oh, the tax burden is too high. The tax burden is too high. Well, go out and work hard enough. Go out and, and put in the effort to educate yourself, to improve your marketable skills to a point where you work a job where the tax burden doesn't matter, where you earn a, a good enough living so that the tax burden doesn't affect you. That if the government says you have to pay this tax or that tax, that you can go, well, that sucks, and I'd sure like to keep more of my money, but you know what? I'm going to be okay. I've set money aside for a rainy day. I've set money aside for just this eventuality. And so I don't really care what the government does. I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of me and myself and my own. And interestingly enough, if enough people do that, and enough people quit depending on the government for whatever handout that they depend on the government for, pretty soon the government programs will go away. And so here's how you address that in the voting booth. Here's how you address the concerns of the average regular Joe voter. And avoid the tyranny of the government. 
When you go into the voting booth, when you go into scribble in your little circles or pull down the lever, whatever it is that you do in your area to vote. And this isn't just in the United States, because there's some of you that listen from around the world in the UK and South Africa and Australia and whatnot. But this is how you handle this in any jurisdiction, no matter where you listen from. That when you go into the voting booth to make that decision to vote for that leader, simply think, how will this affect the nation? And I've said this before, whether it's Bill Clinton or Barack Obama or George Bush or Donald Trump as the presidency, I want for the president to succeed. No matter what party he's affiliated with, no matter what connections he has or belief system he holds or or policies he implements, my hope is that those politicians are successful. When, when President Barack Obama was elected to the presidency, my hope was that he would go down in history as the greatest president this country has ever seen. Now, I didn't agree with his policies. I didn't vote for him. I thought he was loony, and I didn't believe he had the, the best interests of this nation in mind. But once he was elected, I hoped for and prayed for his success, that he would be, as I said, the greatest president this country has ever, ever seen. Because if he goes down in history as the greatest president ever because of the wild success that he had as president, that, you know, the stock market grew gangbusters and the economy exploded and everybody had a job and everybody was making money and and all of the the problems got solved and you know there was no war and and all if all of those things had happened and he had gone down in history as the greatest president ever awesome because that's great for this country and it's funny how that works that it trickles down if it's good for the country it's going to be good for the states and if it's good for the states it's going to be good for the the, the 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 congressional districts. And if it's good for the districts, it's going to be good for the counties. And if it's good for the counties, it's going to be good for the cities. And if it's good for the cities, it's going to be good for the wards. And if it's good for the wards, I live in one of those wards, and it's going to be good for me. Hoping for and praying for a president or a congressman or a senator or a governor or somebody like that, praying for and hoping for them to fail is one of the most ignorant things you can do. That would be like getting on an airplane and hoping the pilot gets sick and dies because you don't like the pilot. That would be like getting on a, a train and praying for the, the engineer to be incapacitated and not be able to drive the train. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You don't have to like President Obama. You don't have to like President Trump. You don't have to like Senator such and such or Congressman who and what or Governor what's their name. You don't have to like them. You don't have to agree with their policies. You don't have to care anything about them as a politician. 
Now, as a Christian, you're called to love them and all of that, and that's not what I'm talking about. But you are hopefully going to hope for their and pray for their success. Because if they succeed, it will eventually trickle down to you and you will succeed. And, and it, that should not be that difficult of a concept. That should not be that complicated of an ideology. Like the one thing that I can't understand is conservatives that say, I hope so-and-so fails so they don't get reelected. Yeah, I don't want them to get reelected either, but I don't want them to fail. Because if they fail, it means they fail because they implemented bad policies. They implemented bad ideologies that were harmful to the nation and the states and the counties and all of that, and all the way on down to me. So to kind of bring this all back around to the initial discussion of talking about Michael Cohen and the the hearings and the meetings and the investigations and all that kind of stuff. Look, the, the, the very real possibility is that Donald Trump was engaged in some variously shady dealings in one way, shape or form. There's probably not much question that Donald Trump has done some cruddy things as a as a contractor as a as a developer as whatever he's done in his businesses throughout the years likely in his campaign there was some shady things that happened some that I'm sure he was completely and totally unaware of others maybe not others that he maybe knew of and 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 I wouldn't be surprised if it came out that he was aware of and or even possibly personally directed. And if that stuff comes out to be true and he is implement or implicated, sorry, implemented, implicated in some of this stuff, so be it. Let's implicate him. Let's let's have it out. Let's impeach him. Let's let's string him up. Whatever it is that we got to do to deal with that and resolve the situation, whatever punishment is appropriate, whatever repercussions are necessary to ensure that no other presidents in the future do the same things, fine. I'm not nearly as invested in President Trump as, believe it or not, as the radical left is. I am not emotionally invested in this guy. If Donald Trump is not the president tomorrow, I don't care. If Donald Trump is not the president tomorrow, you shouldn't care. Because first of all, and this is another discussion for another day, and I'll have to maybe bring this up for the next episode, but the presidency of the United States has way, way, way too much power. Congress, and I've talked to Congressman, talked to Congressman Kelly Armstrong just last week about this, Armstrong from North Dakota, that the Congress, the Senate, they have rescinded and and have given over so much of their power to the presidency that it's it's nearly an aberration. 
the 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 level of power that has been ceded to the presidency by the legislative branch is obscene. But back to the lying part of it, if Trump is implicated in this stuff, if he is found guilty of any of this, if there's evidence to suggest or prove that he is absolutely, oh no, I got lost in my, my connection just died here. They're trying to reconnect. Sorry about that. I thought I was connected hardwired. We're not. Anyway, if um, if this for the Facebook video, if you're not watching on Facebook, that did not make any sense at all. Um, the presidency of the United States has way, way, way too much power and has been given too much power by Congress. And so if President Trump is is... Implicated in all of this is is there's evidence to prove that he is guilty of all of this. Then we should demand that he's held accountable, regardless of our party affiliation. Because Mike Pence will take over as president and he'll do whatever he does as a president. And then after Mike Pence takes over as president, someone else will take over as president. And after they're done, someone else will take over as president. It's the beauty of this, the way the founding fathers designed our system. That's the beauty of how this is supposed to work. So anyway, with all of that, we're going to wrap up a little bit early today. um, Because I think the more important issue is keeping in mind that we have a greater responsibility to ourselves than we have a responsibility to politicians to a political party. And therefore, don't worry too much about whether or not the politician that you support lied or didn't lie or the politician that you oppose lied or didn't lie. Simply stop giving them things to lie about. Take responsibility for yourself. Now, again, I'm not saying we don't call them out when they lie. I'm not saying it's okay that they lie. I'm not saying that we should excuse their lies. I absolutely, a thousand percent believe that we should hold their feet to the fire when they lie. But stop demanding unrealistic demands from them, and they will stop lying and promising things that they can't produce 
or have no no intention of producing in order to get elected. So with that, we will uh, wrap things up here on the Schmidt Show. As I, as I mentioned this, I just want to say one more time, there's all kinds of ways to get a hold of us. Find us on the podcast at podcast.theschmidtshow.com. That's where you can subscribe. Um, uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Schmidt Show. We're on Twitter under the Schmidt Show Twitter handle. We're on Freenode chat room under Schmidt Heads. We're on Telegram. Um, there's a million ways to uh, to be a part of the show. You can call us at, as we always say during the show, 866-766-1776. Um, you can always call in that way. And please, if you want to hear more of the Schmidt Show and be more involved with uh, making the Schmidt Show expand and grow, share with your friends, tell them about it, tell them what you heard, and find us on Patreon. Support us there as well so we can make this stuff happen. We've just built a new studio, and those things are expensive. So uh, any support you can offer would be very much appreciated. So thank you so much for everything, and we will talk with you all next week. I'm Brad Schmidt. This has been the Schmidt Show Podcast. It's on.